0: we Welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us, we have Games Editor Mark Kalaroff. Tonight, I'm going to make you feel like a dome fossil, Cameron. Oh, God. I You you know that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is crumbling into dust once a week. Uh, <laughs> and also with us, we have Indie Games Editor Campbell Gill.
1: Give us Mario's butt, you cowards. ha
0: ha ha! This is true. Uh, missing from the uh, the Mario trailer, which aired last week, was that cake. Uh, <laughs> we want it. We need it. Nintendo, give it to us. Um, so before we before we dive in to talking about the trailer for the Illumination Super Mario Brothers. Movie? Are they calling it Super Mario Brothers, or just calling it Super Mario? Like, what is it, this movie even called? It's the Super know
2: Mario Brothers movie. Yes, the Super Mario Brothers movie. The
0: Super Mario Brothers
2: movie. With a definite yeah. article, yes, the, <laughs> the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. Oh my Because the old uh, one was called Super Mario Brothers the movie. This is true, and just when I got to tell the you, words around.
0: <laughs> I got to tell you, I did watch that movie last week in honor of. Oh my of, god! Uh, oh my have I, I got Before we dive into this new one. Have you guys seen the original 90, the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> yes, I remember watching
2: it. it as a kid on YouTube yeah. because someone uploaded it in like 20 parts. So my
1: brother and cousin oh we all watched it, and Incredible. we had to go from part
2: to part, from part to
0: part. <laughs> That's extremely funny, uh, Campbell. What about you?
1: Okay, so I watched part of it. As a child because I was looking around I was on the internet found out that there was a Mario movie I talked to my parents I was like mom dad we gotta watch this uh, oh, and boy. then they got the movie and then like five minutes into it I just started crying because I was a little <laughs> kid at the time I was like I can't do this I can't that do is, this guys that is
0: the only <laughs> appropriate reaction um, I forgot how insane that movie is um, It's just—it's absolutely uh, uh, bonkers that that they that they made the movie that they made. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto has gone on record of saying he was not very involved with that movie. Nintendo has like (laughs) taken steps to distance themselves Mm -hmm. uh, from that movie, which is extremely funny. Um, Not
2: only was he a smoker at the time when that movie was made, but everyone on that set was not sober when they made that movie. I have (laughs) no problem believing that.
0: that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it doesn't shock. Wouldn't shock me at all. it's wild. Uh, it's certainly worth watching just to just it's to, like just to see how far a movie can get from its source material and still be and still like take the name of the thing. Um, Dennis Hopper plays uh, King Koopa in that movie, and his performance is legendary. Um, the entire plot of the movie is about, like, humanity evolving from dinosaurs. There's an alternate dimension where humanity has evolved from dinosaurs instead of evolving from apes. And somehow Mario and Luigi find themselves in that dimension. So there's, like, people who are, like, kind of scaly. Uh, people with, like, sharp teeth and, like, long tongues. It's it's uh, it's an awesome. insane movie. Uh,
1: yeah, my, uh, favorite, uh, print- my favorite story yeah, no, about this movie is that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were approached to play King Koopa... But they were eventually turned down because they weren't hardcore enough. They weren't gritty enough to play I, listen, Koopa in the Mario uh, movie. Yeah, that's
0: insane statement to me. That's a, a pretty insane statement. <laughs> um, Dennis Hopper does a fantastic job of being a maniac, and it's great. Uh, I could also see Keaton doing a. I could I could picture Michael Keaton doing the exact same uh, thing, and that would be great. Uh, yeah, John Leguizamo is in this movie as Luigi. It's crazy. Bob Hoskins is Mario, who's like. He's got to be like fifty-ish in this movie, and like this looks like a normal ass, like middle-aged dude, which is so funny. And he, and they and they really lean into the Italian part of it, so it's like Luigi, like what are you doing, like Mario, like it's it's that the one from Brooklyn, like it's it's crazy, it's an insane uh, uh, piece of art. So I had to, I had to show that movie, I had to show that movie to my wife. Just to be like, I need you to to like see what we're coming off of, as we get hype for, or maybe not hype for this new animated movie. Just to be like, this is what this is what the state of Mario media leading up to this movie, uh, and of course the, the the Mario Brothers Super Show. Which, if you have not watched the theme song for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you should do that.
2: I was going to um, get into that soon.
0: Immediately, yes. Have you, have you all, have you, do you know what I'm
1: talking about when I say that the theme song? I songs? do know what you're yeah. talking about. You're okay. and you're I got it it also team. made me cry when I watched it as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Mario media uh, as a kid, apparently. Yeah, because
0: it was, it was baffling uh, in every way, shape, and form. Um, so all that to say, we're, I'm setting the stage for the trailer, the, not just the trailer, a 45 minute Super Mario movie directs. Which was uh, actually only nine minutes. <laughs> <would you? laughs> Ooh. Um, kind of interesting because they're, they're really, you know, it, it seems to me like Nintendo is going to great lengths to show like, no, no, this time we are involved in the making of this film. Um, hence, you know, why they're delaying it and like, no, no, we want to make sure we get a, you know, we really are doubling down on X, Y, and Z. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll just open the floor to you guys. How we watch this movie, we watch this trailer. How do we feel about it? What's the thoughts? Full What's the feeling?
2: Full faith. Full faith. Full faith. Yes. Full it faith. All looks and great. Everything yeah. about it. I think everything about it's good. And the big controversy, controversy that we're probably yeah. going to talk about is Chris Pratt. But <sighs> I'm actually okay with it.
0: There, there's an interesting article. Uh, not to. Shout out another video game website, but there's an interesting article over on Polygon right now that says like voicing Mario is an impossible task. And it's or like voicing like the character for a full fledged movie is is an impossible task.
2: Yeah, Cameron, you want to know me. something that, that I wrote over on Goomba Stomp. I was Stamps. gonna say there's an earlier more interesting
1: article over on Goomba <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, please.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, called I'm getting getting that title up. It's called Let's Reserve Judgment. Plenty of actors have voiced Mario. Chris Pratt deserves his chance. And I talk is. about how Mario hasn't been voiced by someone else in 28 years, which is insane yeah. because an entire generation of people have grown up only thinking that Charles Martinet has voiced Mario. Right. And it's like Campbell and I are like the last of that generation that saw other versions of Mario, but after mm-hmm. that, it's, you know, just Charles Martinet. So yeah. <laughs> it's well, pretty crazy can... how on Twitter people are like, no one's ever voiced him, but Charles Martinet. It's like that is that's not true. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, and, and even then, it's it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like, like he's never really had you know lines of dialogue to say before. You know, mm. it's not like like even even in even in you know Super Mario Sunshine or whatever. It's not like there was full on lengthy cutscenes where Mario's like having this back and forth with all these. You know, it's like eh. Like I kind of am like yeah. It's I'm not like. you know, it has to be Charles Martinet. It's like, yeah, it doesn't super Mm -hmm. bother me that somebody else is voicing him. And it's also, it's impossible to tell from a a teaser trailer where he had two lines of dialogue to say whether or not his performance will be good. I don't think that Chris Pratt is like a phenomenal voice actor, to be honest. Like, I've seen the Lego movie. I've seen some other stuff that he's done. I don't think he's amazing, but I also don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's like noticeably bad. So I think he will be perfectly adequate, which is really all you want in an animated Mm -hmm. movie. Like,
2: like
0: I, I, you know I've I've seen my fair share of you know all, all the animated stuff all the disney stuff all the pixar stuff um it's hard like the the way that they voice animated movies now is they get celebrities to do them uh, that's just how they do it these days. Like, it used to be Disney wouldn't even credit voice actors.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like, <laughs> like you didn't know who voiced your favorite characters growing up, because mm-hmm. Disney wouldn't credit them, which is also bad. But now, these days, it's, it's kind of swung the other direction, where it's like, like, Inside Out is, it's not, you know, it's Amy Poehler. To me, it literally just sounds like Amy Poehler. It doesn't even sound like she's trying to do a character. It just sounds like Amy Poehler to me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of its own set of problems. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like maybe this movie will hopefully give people a chance to, to like, disappear a little bit. So we're not thinking, like, oh, crap, it's Jack Black. It's like, no, it's just, that's a Bowser. You know, I'd, I'd rather not be thinking, oh, my gosh, Jack Black is doing a great job. Like, I would prefer to forget that it's Jack Black doing the voice of Bowser. You know what I mean? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. I, you know, for voice actors, you want them to disappear. You don't want to be thinking, oh, it's a celebrity. Who is it, you know? She sounded great in the trailer. I was gonna that say, like, said, I was yeah, watching yeah. the trailer,
1: and my thought was, "Wow, Jack Black is doing a great job." So. Agree,
0: fully agree, and, and that's the thing. I'm not saying like I'm not saying he's doing a bad job. I'm, that's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying like for for voice for voice acting in animated movies in particular lately, mm-hmm. it feels as though they default to to putting the celebrity in there, yeah, and just and then just being like, ah, eh, just like do your thing, name you so. Know? Um, Which is exactly will sell, what will are exactly. Doing here. Yeah. But yeah. It feel, but that said, I feel with, with Jack Black in particular, I felt like he's like, no, I'm doing, I'm like doing a character at least, you know? It's like mm-hmm. that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's also then, hard
2: to judge Chris Pratt because we got literally <clears throat> two lines of dialogue. Lines. So it's like, um, actually, how could you I think judge, it's three, three lines of dialogue. Yeah, it's actually three lines. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Which is so much more to judge him by. But in all seriousness, though, I think that if this movie's biggest problem is that Chris Pratt doesn't sound Italian enough like we don't have much to worry about, about I don't think. yeah <laughs> like <laughs> right. his i don't think he sounded great in the trailer it just kind of, it just sounded like chris pratt which is kind of mm-hmm. funny because we've had months of articles and the producers and the directors saying "Now nah, chris pratt is coming up with this amazing voice that's oh unlike anything God, yeah. else you've ever seen it's a totally new amazing take on mario and it's literally just chris pratt which again not terrible but not super uh exciting either it doesn't fill me with passion for this movie but everything else about it though looks really solid at this point you know i mean jack black again is playing in performance of the year already (laughs) as bowser like this is the performance
0: of the performance of next year
1: yes the performance of next year i'm calling it already 2023 I mean Jack Black Baby, here you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was, it, and that whole opening scene of like the Bowser's Castle so flying good. in, like that looked sick as hell, to be honest. It was like
1: surprisingly epic. The only thing that I thought was missing was like the ominous Bowser music from the Mario Galaxy games. Like yeah. you know what I'm talking about just that really somber <laughs> March sound. Like it just would've been perfect in there. Dun Yeah. seeing the whole thing, but yeah, no, it would have been.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, I'm curious to see, obviously, like, the the full length, you know, how they score it and all that kind of stuff, because music is so important in in the Mario franchise. Koji Kondo,
2: he's working on this one. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so I'm I'm intrigued to see, like, because obviously, you know, your standard Mario game, you're getting those you know, the, the the songs are so short or, like, you're playing a level and the loop is only, you know, a minute or two minutes or however long. So I'm curious to see, like, what a full score of this movie sounds like. And music's um, always
2: important because Sonic got none and uncharted <laughs> Nathan Drake's theme was in it when the actual
1: Nathan Drake showed up. So, <laughs>
2: you know, not uh, not man. too great there. So,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> given how closely Nintendo is working with Illumination on this, like they've made it excruciatingly clear like we are working with Illumination on this. We're working hand in hand. We're not letting them ruin our property, you Which, know. It, so, let's let's talk
0: happen, about though. let's talk about the Illumination factor. Um,
2: I don't like so, the movies. I'm gonna say way, it. What's a charitable
0: way? What's a charitable way of saying like I don't think we have any like Minions fans here. Like I don't know.
1: Like. I, I, meanwhile, I'm just frantically tearing down my Minions posters. My <laughs> no, no, I hate the Minions. Hate Hates the minions. hiding his, his new Halloween costume in his closet. I, I'm taking off my my groom nose. As oh we my speak. god! Yeah. Um, okay, but like, am I a fanatic? If I say that I don't hate Illumination, like no, I don't, no, I don't, I think don't so. love them because I'm I'm I've, I've seen fan in their movies. I've seen Secret
2: Life of
0: Pets. It was fine.
2: I've seen. Oh, I didn't know they made that one. That one was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah Secret they, Life they of Pets did. was pretty good. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> it, was, it, was, well,
0: it was. It was. like through, to me, it's like thoroughly medium. It didn't like blow me away. Mm-hmm. Um, like saw it in theaters, was like yeah, this is great, and then like have not watched it since. You know, um, mm-hmm. the original
1: Despicable Me was really good. I have never seen it. Mm. i haven't seen it yeah i think the original despicable me really good and honestly like i i still like it today out of all the the kids focused animated movies i still appreciate it for having more of like a a more more of a genuine heart to it i guess sure um but every other movie they've made is just kind of like Inoffensive at best, I
0: think. Inoffensive at best, I I would agree. Uh, I never saw their Doctor. I never saw the Lorax movie or any of that stuff. Um, They did uh, Sing and Sing Two, which was like again, it's a kind of movie like like the perfect movie to watch on a plane. You know what I mean? Just like like yeah, this will kill two hours. Great, like it's (laughs) it's one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can all agree that they they do have a certain visual style. Like they oh yeah, of course, all their films look look good. Yeah, yeah, it's undeniable. Yeah. So, and so I think this movie will, at the very least, look spectacular, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, it'll it'll be it'll strike that middle ground between. Hopefully, listen, if this movie is like half as good as like the Sonic movies, great,
2: like they did a good job, and I, and I, think I don't will, think that's uh, a high bar to cross. <laughs> that's no, what I'm I think like half as good is that. really like
1: yeah. that would be disappointing, honestly, because uh. <laughs> like I think though Sonic movies are really good. But that's mm. where a Sonic movie... I don't know, but I feel like you got to judge a Mario movie on a bit of a higher standard at that mm-hmm. point. Right. It's yeah, like so when I'm a not- new 3D Sonic game comes out, and we hope that it's at uh,
2: best average. <laughs>
0: it oh furiously
2: points to the Sonic cycle chart in the
1: background. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, I guess I'm... I'm uh, we, so, we don't really know much of what's like going on with this movie. Like, we don't know... You know, we we obviously we know the main cast of characters, but we still don't know. There's probably going to be fun cameos. There's probably going to be like fun Mm -hmm. Easter eggs and references. I know one
2: fact about this movie. Mm -hmm. I was the first person on the internet to report a casting, and I was, yeah, for Nintendo Wire, because I saw on a podcast that Sebastian Montescalco said that uh, he'd be voicing a character called Spike, and he's their boss. And uh, we had an argument behind the scenes because we wanted to publish it, but we were like, "Who's Spike?" And I was like, it has to be Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew. And I did all this research in like less than an hour. And I was like, this is it. Can you know, I'll be in trouble later if I'm wrong. Wow. <laughs> and I was right. So take that. Good, good, good thing you weren't, good thing you, uh, weren't wrong. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> um, that's really funny. Um, So, but all to say, so, uh like is this movie an isekai is is mario like dropping in from the real world like what's what's going on with this cuz it sure seems like like he's he's coming like not you know not dissimilar to the 1993 uh, super mario brothers movie oh, God. Uh, it does seem as though we're getting a a normal mario dropping into a fantastical world I think he'll
1: be from like New Donk City or something. I should hope so because I groaned so hard at that point in the trailer when they suggested that he's like, where am I? I think like as if he's coming from the real world because that is something I just hate that they do all the time in video game movies where it's like somebody from the real world going into the game world. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, Monster Hunter with machine guns. The U.S. military falls in the Monster Hunter world. Or Sonic is in some town, and where does it take place? Montana again, or Wyoming? I think Sonic,
2: though, is like a case where you kind of have to just accept it because the games did it
1: first and normalized it. Well, you have, you do have to accept it, but like I just, I want a Sonic movie that actually takes place in the Green Hill Zone Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, or Mushroom Hill Zone.
0: Campbell's out here being like, "I want the comics brought to life. I want the." I have
1: high standards. Sonic movies have to be high art. Yeah. The
0: the, de- the decades of uh, oh, what was the company that, that published those Sonic comics? Oh
1: my gosh! Um, ah, it was an Image. No, it's not image. No, no. yeah, who knows? It's not important. IDW, I think. I think
2: it's RDW. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) which have like so much lore and so many different storylines. They're very, very dramatic. Why
2: can't they just take these these comics and games and just like adapt them? Like, why do we need like they're from another world? Well, they all (laughs) uh, this
0: nonsense. That's that's a great point. I mean, listen they they often they often do, and they usually (laughs) it's like direct to DVD stuff. You know what I mean? It's a lot of like. You know, it doesn't. They're just not big events because you know video game movies have historically been bad. So like they yep. don't. So if if they you can't don't do if that. you
2: can't get Uncharted right, then you're on just a bad track. <laughs> I thought Uncharted was fine. I thought, yeah, Uncharted was okay at best, but if you it judge it like fine. versus the game, it's like night and day. It's well, sure. because well, I mean, because that's the thing, yeah.
0: guys. Like, like one is a video game. You know what I mean? Like, like well, the, even like, then, a
2: video game with hours of gameplay where you know you shoot people for the majority yeah, game of the time, play. and then meanwhile, a movie where the majority of it is them standing around talking. And but yeah, that's what the game are. has what, what? more <laughs> charisma. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's you know? tough. Like, like because that's the that's the age old question of like, why bother adapting something from one medium to another medium if you're not going to mm-hmm. like really try to make it? I don't know. It's tough because like. Like, I don't know, I think it's weird that they're adapting The Last of Us into a TV show. Like, it's like, what's the point if it just looks like the video game? Like, do something different with it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know, I I don't super get So at least with this movie, with this Mario movie, it does seem like, okay, at least they're, like, aware that they're making a movie, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I don't know. Which it gives me a little bit of excitement for. Go ahead,
1: and that is the one thing that's really nice about Illumination working on it because even if they don't make you know cinematic masterpieces, they know how to make a solid, you know, inoffensive movie at least sure. which is more than you can say for a lot of other studios that have tried to do video game movies like honestly as we're talking about the struggles of adapting a game into a movie i'm thinking of a slightly less notable example being there was a dragon quest 5 animated movie that oh. came out only in japan and that was eventually localized uh it came out on netflix and it's it just was the worst adaptation of a game i think ever and because what, it's what, a yeah go ahead It's a 20-hour, 30-hour RPG. Right. And they just had no idea how to translate such a gradually paced story over dozens of hours into an hour and a half, two hour movie. And then they shoved the whole, it actually takes place in the real world kind of element on it. Yes. And it's a just fucking dragon quest? Yes. Oh my god, dude. Like, literally, <laughs> it is... It, it, here's the thing. It happens at that. the very end of the movie. Oh my the god. very end. Like, on the one wow. hand, I feel bad spoiling it, but it's also the worst worst ending I think I've ever seen in a movie because it just comes out of left field and ruins everything. (laughs) So, you know, that just goes to show that games have a fundamentally different way of telling stories than movies. And that's where you have Illumination. They know how to make a solid kids movie. Mario, thankfully, is a series that isn't really burdened with a huge lore-filled narrative, right? So that gives more room to create a just regularly solidly paced movie so i think that combination Mm. you know it's promising so far maybe it'll just be inoffensive but i i don't feel pessimistic about it at all you know
2: Mm -hmm. well i feel like this should you know when i saw detective pikachu it's like i think that's the perfect example like Mm. detective pikachu has its problems and those problems mostly rely on how it was created because you had a production where the main actor had never worked with like cgi characters before so I mean, it was tough doing like an acting job for him like justice smith's a great actor his other stuff but his performance in that movie just like isn't good but ryan reynolds is like killing it as pikachu so i think right, it's more so you ryan know reynolds, how these movies a are made fantastic a know. fantastic
0: voice actor yes
2: mm-hmm.
0: like truthfully, i just right, think
2: yeah. it's how it's made it has to yeah. really get made right
0: it's true. Well, of course, that, that has the whole other issue of, of, I mean, what you just said, like combining live action CGI is like it's a whole other set of problems. Mm-hmm. So at least this one's like fully voiceover Voice over and everything. Fully right? voice over, fully CG. And I think that's uh, obviously mm-hmm. a wise choice. Where it's, it's, it's where
2: video games thrive in adaptations. I mean, you know, Castlevania and right. the other stuff on Netflix is all phenomenal. So it's like right. this shouldn't be... I, I feel like this should be an easy success. Like I don't see... Any problems outside of them? (laughs) Like how 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 much could they screw it up? You know, I say that now, but in on you know,
1: truthfully, it's like how much can they screw up? I mean, you know the I can already imagine the part where Chris Pratt just yells Italian slurs for a while, which might be (laughs) you know a little out of left field. But aside from that happening,
0: (laughs) yeah, I think it'll be fun. I'm 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 excited to to hear the dynamic between uh, Mario and Luigi. Because I think Charlie Day is is so good and so funny. Literally Uh, the perfect
1: casting. That's great.
0: Like, that's... Even even watching... Like, there's a brief, brief clip in the trailer of Luigi, like... Running from something, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I could easily picture Charlie Day being like, "Wow, Mary. like it's gonna be great."
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm gonna be great. To and, yeah. and here's the thing that that you know, maybe Chris Pratt isn't giving us much uh, cause for optimism right now, but I think Mark, you were saying something about how Ryan Reynolds kills it as Pikachu, which a few years ago would have just been the most ridiculous combination of words, <laughs> but the way mm-hmm. that Pikachu was created in the movie, made Ryan sense. Reynolds made sense. So mm-hmm. right now, with the three. Lines that we have from Chris Pratt sound terrible as Mario, to be completely honest, but we all know how Mario's character is going to play out in the movie. And I think right. it's the
2: same case as, you know, when Ben Schwartz was taken over for Sonic. People were right. unhappy about Ben Schwartz. But meanwhile, I think he's the best Sonic to date. You know? Sorry, Roger Craig Smith. Yeah. Oh and God. I love Roger Craig Sonic? Smith is great. That's
1: that's a bit of a stretch. Well,
2: he has the best story, so it's kind of you know. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, here we go. Now, now we're getting some contention done,
1: yeah. here. Um, so the
0: point is, this movie. Uh, I think. I think when it first got announced a couple of months ago, all of us were kind of like, "This is insane." And now that we've kind of gotten a little more of a look at it, it's like, okay, feeling a little, little more optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're going to do you know more trailers in the next couple of months, and the game's finally going to come out um, next spring. The game. So I said game. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the movie. The movie. Uh, will be coming out next spring, sometime in April, I believe. Um, So yeah, something to look forward to. Uh, And obviously we'll talk more about it as as we get more details. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and come back and uh, talk about something else. So stay tuned, and we shall return. Something else, baby. I forgot the name of the game. The mouse and the S- thing. The spirit, spirit and the, mouse. And the mouse. The spirit. mouse and the thing
1: is also a great. The mouse and game. the thing. The
0: spirits <laughs> and the mouse. Spirits and the mouse. Uh, a uh,
1: cuter like... version of a John Carpenter movie, maybe. Oh, the mouse, the mouse and, the and the thing. thing. Incredible. Mm-hmm.
0: We're back. So, uh, okay, Jalen, you've both been playing this this game we're about to talk about, right? Yes, sir. Okay, great. So, Campbell and Mark have been playing The Spirit and the Mouse um, over on the Switch. What, why don't you Why don't you guys take it away? I know nothing about this game. I have not don't know a single one single thing about it.
1: Then let me tell you everything about it, Cameron. Please do. Please do. What it has made me realize is I need to start a new career at this point i don't want to be a games podcaster anymore i want to be an adorable (laughs) mouse who lives in a french village solving everybody's problems all of which inexplicably involve power generators for some reason but (laughs) the Spirit in the mouse is just such an idyllic adorable little game you play as this mouse right shockingly i know but you play as a little mouse running around this this beautiful french village at night you get struck by lightning at one point but instead of dying you actually get possessed by a spirit that came to the village in order to solve everybody's problems but now that spirit after you got struck by lightning is fused with you so now you as a mouse need to explore the village see what all the people are struggling with all their problems which again they tend to revolve around the fact that the power went out that night and you need to restore power to their house it's a 3d exploratory platformer huge emphasis on collectibles and solving puzzles extremely cozy extremely just easy to play and relaxing it's set to a piano focused soundtrack that sounds Mm -hmm. like a straight out of chopin like nocturnes very soothing. It's just straight, a out, ball ball game.
2: straight out of Chopin. Yeah, right? uh, Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like exaggerating, part, Cameron. It's only two hours long
1: to like mm. almost 100 percent it. Yum. If you're a good uh mouse player like Mark, apparently, because it came out to like four and a half hours for me, and that really? was only like 50 percent completion. Yeah, I oh, guess wow. I just suck at video games. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: we've we've all we listen. We know that you're a fake gamer, so um that's true. <laughs> so this <laughs> No, I don't mean it. Um interesting. So I'm looking at some screenshots right now. Uh the mouse is wearing a little hat. Um why did none of you mention this? Uh yeah, I wanna put a little hat on this mouse. That's so cute. Does Holy he cow a hat He's wearing a little miners hat. I'm looking at it right now. Are you looking at the
2: right game? <laughs> I, the Spirit and the Mouse on Switch. <laughs> Did we all play a different
1: game or something?
2: Hold on. Spirit? I'm Dude, I'm he doesn't a have a hat. I played this for like two, more than two hours. I played this, this for more day. than four Look hours. Look at the
0: screenshots that are on the eShop right now. I am looking and at them. tell me that I'm wrong. You're uh, wrong, <laughs>
1: Look, he's wearing oh, a wait. hat. No, what not. the hell? Are you looking See? at his ears? Or? No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. like like my God. Screenshot. Wait a second. What is this?
2: Yeah,
0: he's wearing a hat. What is this? That. How it just did blew all your guys' this? mind? Maybe this is pre, you know, pre-alpha footage or something. Um I don't remember
1: that being in the game. That I, is, I almost 100 percent it. I did wow. not encounter that. But I know that little character that's with the mouse here. Um, yep, yep, yep. So it's showing the mouse wearing a little minor hat and a little yellow floaty dude also wearing a minor hat is behind him. I've, I know that character. But I wow. wasn't wearing a hat when I was helping out that little yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't remember that.
0: I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail this entire conversation. I, no, I was looking I at... Mean, this is I a, was looking,
1: very important question now anyway, go on, Cameron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna have to get to the bottom of this um so the reason i was looking at screenshots was because i i uh, i talked last or not last week because we were off last week but a, a couple of weeks ago about tinykin and about mm-hmm. how uh one of my favorite genres of of video game is uh, a tiny guy in a big world mm-hmm. and uh this game looks like it is following in that trend uh I thought for a minute when you were first describing the game, uh, Campbell, that you were playing like a, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like like anthropomorphized uh, uh, yeah. mouse? Do you know what I mean? Like where it's in like, oh, it's like an animal village and all the animals right. are kind of like humanoid. But nope. it's like, no, no, you are, you are a literal mouse in a human-sized world and you're kind of scampering up. You know railings and and windows and things like that, um, which is much more interesting to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you are not a little guy in a big world; you are a little girl in a big oh, world. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's
0: yeah, that's that's called uh, the patriarchy. Everyone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all we all learned something here. Destroy um, the
1: patriarchy as a little mouse.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, talk to me about these. So, okay, either of you guys can answer this question. What's like the the structure of this game? Is it like levels? Like, oh, you're in the street, you're in the basement. No, or is- yeah. well, okay.
2: It's not really levels. So there's like this big little French village, big little French village. <laughs> it's yes. honestly yeah, it's a pretty accurate way to describe it. Yeah. So you're a, you know you're a mouse in this village, but it's not like this enormous like playground or anything. It's this right. compact village divided into is it four or five parts? No, it's it, five parts. It might be six yeah. plus the last ending puzzle
1: but it's like it's like four to
2: six yeah it's like four to six parts and each part has each district of the village I should say has like multiple puzzles to solve within them so as the mouse all you can do is walk and climb and occasionally like zap things (laughs) so Mm -hmm. you have like a very yeah you have a very limited move set but it works in the puzzles favor because each puzzle is like specifically, it's very well articulated in the way that it's designed around the limited amount of moves that you're given access to. And usually you have to use all of them to solve each puzzle, each puzzle. And then you get like some small upgrades along the way. Like you'll be able to like zip through like a, like chain wire and like stuff like that. So it's like very, you know, simple upgrades
1: yeah interesting and the way that the puzzles work is that you as you're exploring each of those areas you don't interact with any humans directly but you'll like crawl up to windows of houses and you can look in and see and you'll see these people just having some sort of problem like for example there's this sick guy that you see and he's just trying to heat up his frozen quiche but the power is going out and you just see him just feeling absolutely miserable because he can't heat up his frozen (laughs) quiche because the power is out so you crawl up to the roof of the house you see the little generator and of course this generator is magical um and you have these little spirits that power the generator and those spirits are called kiblins or these Mm -hmm. little yellow electric guys kiblins kiblins Kib- yeah. kiblins kiblins mm-hmm. yep and every one of the kiblins has a name that's like a pun off of mm-hmm. whatever they're thinking. and they all have like different hats and costumes. they all yes. have different
2: hats and
0: now we know why campbell loves this game exactly. i understand this Pugs. is a lot of dots are connecting for me right now okay great
1: yeah like for example there's a kiblin who's a manager he doesn't do anything but he bosses other <laughs> kiblins around and his name is mm-hmm. Kibboss. so yep. you know all of, all of the Kiblins have names like that. And they're cute. Mm-hmm. But that's where the puzzles come in, because you need to help the Kiblins with whatever their problems are. Mm-hmm. Say that there's one who's stuck in a gutter, so you need to go underneath the gutter, find your way around in the sewers so that we can get underneath the Kiblin and you know pu- push him up to the surface. Or there's one who's um, trying to get some circuits to connect, so you need to find the right generators and zap them so that way the wires, uh, the energy goes through them smooth. Mm -hmm. and then once you solve their problems they'll go back into the generator once you have enough kiplins in the generator the power power will go back on and your sad little human will be able to heat up his quiche or whatever else he's trying to do and that's just the flow of the game you explore Mm -hmm. you see what problems humans have you solve the puzzles rinse and repeat
2: until you've saved the day and then the other collectible that you could find are like these little light bulbs which mm. in in the, in the uh like the plaza square where the game's uh, currency can be spent which is like these light bulbs you can unlock like a few minor extra enhanced abilities to your current moveset or you can do like stupid stuff like uh photo mode <laughs> like you know small little things that the dedicated player will really enjoy mm. but um they all actually like light up the square. So like all the little light bulbs will be like on the wire connecting to the statue. So you like slowly oh. see it evolve over time. Nope. Oop, somebody it's not, not gonna stuff. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So it's very satisfying to see over time how it'll uh, evolve and eventually the whole place lights up by the end. And I think there's, like, 190
1: light bulbs to collect. I think it's, like, 193. It's some, like, really weirdly specific number. It's in the 190s. I
0: love in, in a game when the collectibles, like... They exist in the world of the game, like like you talk about like Banjo Kazooie, like you can see the puzzle, the jiggies like being mm-hmm. put into the pictures, that kind of stuff. Like I, I love when the collectibles that you find show it up, satisfying it, it, in like a tangible it. way in the world. Mm-hmm. So they're like actually bringing light into the into the town square. I think that's very cool. Um, awesome. I mean, I don't know. Does it? Any like weird? I know sometimes indie games come on Switch and they have like weird performance issues, like anything like that with this one, or you didn't really notice anything. Uh,
1: the performance could be a little better. Like there was there's an occasional frame rate drop. Yeah, occasional yeah. frame rate drop. And Nothing in particular, good, in particular, if you're like running around and you're moving the camera as you're running, the camera would like stutter every now and again. Oh sure. There were occasional camera issues. Like if I'm up in a weird corner or something, and then suddenly I'm mm-hmm. up close and personal with my mouse, and I'm not comfortable anymore um
2: <laughs> but nothing that'll a, ruin the experience it's exactly though.
1: it they're yeah. very minor issues in the grand scheme of things and honestly this is a 3d platformer right or an adventure game perhaps mm-hmm. you are not really jumping around but it's a 3d adventure game made by a small indie studio on switch it's come out really impressively i think mm-hmm. sure so. and i feel like
2: that's the genre that most indies you know want to jump into but they struggle
1: with the most Right. Yeah. 3D games are a whole magnitude more difficult mm. to make than 2D games. This one yeah, succeeds, but... though. It's really great,
2: and I yeah. highly recommend it. Same do here. You,
1: do you know the studio off the top of your head? Uh, I'm oh. going to look at the Nintendo eShop page that you sent us, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is published by Armor Game Studios, and it the was The developer is developed. Alboon. Yes, Al-Bloon.
0: Al-Bloon. Al-Bloon. And, So, and this no, This is so, their uh, first game. I was going to say, it's nothing I recognize. It's their first
2: game. Okay, well, good for them. Hopefully they can... Oh, it might have been made by two people. I think so. Wow. French duo, it says in their description. Yeah, two people. That's impressive. Oh, I think it's good always job, amazing. Lucy and Alex. Those are their <laughs> two names. <laughs> Shout-outs to
0: Lucy and Alex. Uh, that's incredible. Good, good for job. Good job,
2: yeah.
0: Um, I love it. Well, great. I mean, it sounds like the... Again, we're having kind of a, kind of a renaissance of... Uh, like games where you control a creature and you run around a world. Like we had Stray over on the PlayStation this summer, and that was really fun. Um, and now we've got kind of this is kind of like reverse Stray because instead of a cat, mm-hmm. you're a mouse, and it instead is. of like a future <laughs>
1: world overtaken by robots, it's like a quaint French you're in the present. village. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. A, a quaint so. French village overtaken by just idyllicness, I guess it's just nice. <laughs> Taken get... by peacefulness. Peacefulness. There you go. How about using an actual word? Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, um. listen, that's funny.
0: Um, <laughs> well, lovely. So that that's the spirit and the mouse. Um, fun. All right, great. I don't know any, mm-hmm. uh, anything else we want to mention about uh, about this game. I, I always love hearing about a game that's that's short and sweet. I'm going to put this on my my wish list right now. One other
1: thing mm-hmm. I think that's really cool about this game is that. It's actually impossible to fail. There's no health yes. in this game. There's no damage. There, there is no mm-hmm. such thing as a game over. So it just makes it an extremely relaxing experience. Even if you jump off of a five foot, five story house, like your mouse will You're inexplicably survive without a single broken bone or anything. So it just <laughs> takes any sort of stress out of the situation. You can just chillax in this beautiful little French village. So,
0: so that's so. This is kind of a I don't know. I guess you want to call this like a game design philosophy question or something. But like, does the so this game lacks any kind of uh, fail? Not a, not a fail state because I imagine there's still like you can get stuck on a puzzle or something. Like you can oh, probably yeah. mm-hmm. right. So there's so there's like there's ways to like okay what do I do next? But does the lack of challenge does that I don't know? Does that make it feel boring? Does that make it like less interesting to you guys? Or is this kind of like
1: You don't mind that so much. If there were a health system in this game, I think it would go against what it's trying to do because it would just add an element of stress to it when every other element of the game, from the cute little characters to the music to the aesthetics, the Mm -hmm. visuals, is just trying to be soothing and relaxing. Just like, hey, take Mm -hmm. your time. You're helping out these people. You're an adorable little mouse helping adorable little spirits in an adorable little village It definitely has
2: a positive tone. Exactly. Right. Okay. And
1: if I was worried about falling off a cliff to my death and losing property, progress you know that (laughs) would just totally go against the vibe i see and the whole game it's all built around that so that the the intrigue comes not from trying not to die but trying to get to another another rooftop that you can't quite reach right now figure Mm. out how to get to that kiblin that you see out in the distance but you don't know how to get to him or how to solve that kiblin's problem so it's more about figuring out like an actual puzzle Rather than testing your skill, right? I see.
0: All right, I'm just
1: curious because yeah, sometimes I hear about like,
0: like for example, like for for me, I know we've talked about this at length on the on the podcast, but uh, just bringing another indie game uh, into it, um, and how for me, like Hoa was kind of like I wish there was a little more. Well, no, no, like sincerely, like I, everything. That one is, <laughs> I, I just wish there was a little bit more. Not maybe challenge is the wrong word, but for me, it was like it was a little too straightforward. I was like, I, I wish for a little more friction. Like as much as I love just like <laughs> vibing with the beautiful art and the music, I was like, ah, I kind of wish there was a little something extra to, to really get me, it, uh, you know, obviously I still finished the game, so I, you know, who knows. But uh, I don't know, so, sometimes when, when I hear a game is like, you know, it does, you know, it lacks that kind of thing. I get a little like, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it sounds like this, this one manages to, to strike a balance between uh, between still being interesting
1: and, uh, and being stress-free, which is good. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, uh-huh. if you liked Hoa, I think you'll love the spirit and the mouse. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and if you didn't that. like Hoa, I still think you'll like spirit and the mouse. <laughs> so <laughs> if you are a human, you will probably like the spirit and the mouse. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case,
0: anything else that we want to uh, talk about? It sounds like that uh, Spirit of the Mouse kind of served the purpose of being a, a review and our indie spotlight for this particular episode. Um, uh, I have not been playing a lot of video games. I've just had not had the time. But next week, we're going to go deep dive into Mark's been playing a ton of a game that we cannot talk about just yes. yet. But we're going to we're going s- to have a lot to talk about <laughs> next week. Um, Campbell, anything else we got to to mention before we before we wrap it up here?
1: no <laughs> we, had think, we had to think about that one ah, no i had to think about it but no seriously is next
2: week is next week going to be a double big hitters episode i wonder Why, what's the I second wonder. big hitter mark i can't say it out loud if we get a code for okay, it well but uh okay. it's a well, game well. that we've that we've all experienced and have wanted on Switch.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, well, well, you'll have to stay tuned for, for next week as we talk around whatever Mark is referencing. <laughs> or, or just
2: look up what's coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let's let's wrap it there. Um, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over on Goombastomp.com, including recently a review for Tinykin, which we were just talking about a few minutes ago, uh, which is... Fantastic uh, game. Great on any platform you play it on, of course, on the Switch. I'm um, over on Twitter at ActionDaxon.
2: Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at the Markal, that of course is Mark with the Seek, Hell with the K, over on GoombaStomp.com. You can read my news piece, or not really news, but a feature on why you should give Chris Pratt a chance for the Mario movie. Uh, I got coverage for Splatoon, a bunch of that stuff. Still, I'll still mention it because I'm proud of it. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, a game I can't talk about next week, you'll be seeing a lot of coverage of, and
1: yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> uh, Campbell, what about yourself? You can find my games writing at Goombastomp.com. Uh, I've got a written review of Yacht Club Games' Shovel Knight Dig, so go and dig into that. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Couldn't help myself i have a problem um and in addition to that uh we had an indie game spotlight come up over this weekend which is not just any indie spotlight but it was a top five list of some of the best demos from steam next fest so go oh, and nice. check that out and if you want to catch up with me on twitter you can find me at campbellisgill uppercase csg
0: Lovely. Uh, Express is also on social media. We're on Twitter at Nintendo, and we are available to rate, review, all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Hey, paisanos! It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! With the Mario Brothers, and plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Uh. <laughs> hooked on the brothers. Yo, you're in for a treat, so hang on to you see. Get ready for adventure and remarkable
1: feats. You'll meet Koopas and Troopers, the princess and the others.